three, two, one, and we're live on the Nobody's Famous podcast, and we're back for uh, season two, episode two, with uh, none other than Nawal Masri. It's a pleasure to have you and to be in your presence, honestly. It's a pleasure to be here and Thank to be you. unfamous. <laughs> unfamous. <laughs> what is what is the the, the non-famous word? Well, well um, actually, that's a good point. Well, unknown? Just not, oh, not yeah. known? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not known. Um, it, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. Thank uh, you for having I'm gonna, me. I'm going to jump right into it. Um, it's so uh, appropriate that we're discussing, uh, we're having this show now, and 10th of October was mental, uh, World Mental Health Day, and the Joker just came out, which had a lot of this um, kind of uh, perspective on, on, on mental health. And your fashion brand supports uh, mental health as well. I want to I wanna start hard here and just tell me, tell me how, what, how did anxiety affect you? It affected me and my, how did it affect me? <laughs> you did start, start strong, huh? It affected me in so many ways. Um, anxiety has been affecting me since I was 16 years old. Um, due to it being a stigma, it was it was um, not looked over mm -hmm. as I was young, and it wasn't paid attention to. Um, but as I grew older, around 24, I realized that it needs attention. It needs care. Um, you need to befriend it and accept it. Um, how it affected me and what made me reach that realization is a lot of panic attacks, um, not being able to do the right decisions maybe, um, foggy mind, uh, physical pain um, when it moves from panic attacks into you cure the panic attacks and then that goes on for a couple of years, you think you're fine. Then it comes back and it shows itself as physical pain where you wear your nerves, your hand would probably just die out completely or your foot would die out completely. Once that ends, it manifests itself into the brain. Well, that's my journey at least. It manifests itself into my brain where it started fogging up, um, physically couldn't see. Oh, um, wow. This is very specific yeah. on, on what's been happening to you. Yeah, the pain has made me specific. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. The reason I'm asking is because you you mentioned that you were you didn't know that you were you were suffering from it. Uh, no, I knew ever since I was 16. But um, just like I said, it was never looked upon that you mm -hmm. kind of go through life thinking something is wrong other than that, and it was never focused on until I turned 24 because that's when I started being more aware mm -hmm. about, okay, there's something called anxiety, there's something called depression. They're actually serious. They're not just what people say, oh, everybody has anxiety, everybody's let depressed. it go. Everyone's كله, depressed. كله everybody's depressed. Yeah, and don't worry about it. It's just like a phase. Maybe yeah. you're just going through a bad time or a bad phase. And you start thinking, maybe, maybe it is. But then the pain is still there or whatever physical pain is, is manifesting itself is still there. And you start wondering when you start, that's when you start wondering, oh, what if I have cancer? What if I have a tumor? What if I have something affecting my body? And you start obsessing over things because you're trying to find a solution, you know? Yeah. 
And really, all it was is that I needed to focus and educate myself on what it means to have anxiety, severe anxiety, mild anxiety. It differs. And or what it means to have severe depression or any kind of mental illness. So that's when I took the journey to really educate myself. I had gone to the doctor once when my when I was driving, my hand fully died out, my hand and foot fully died out. I was driving on Sheikh Zayed Road and I just stood on the side of the road and I'm like, this this has just gone overboard. I really need to find out what's happening. So I go to a nerve doctor and he tests me all over my heart, my nerves, my body, whatever, my mind, my brain, sorry. And he goes, this is the report and it's fully healthy. <laughs> and I was happy, but I was devastated because I'm like, if I'm healthy, then what is happening? <laughs> and it wasn't happening at the time at the doctor's office. So as soon as he got in the report, my hand actually died out. It was, it was not the answer you were expecting. Maybe you were probably expecting something. So maybe I got anxious yeah. and my hand died out, but I don't know what it was. But I kind of showed him that it's happening right mm -hmm. now and I can't move my hand. And he came to me and he started checking me and he's like, have you ever gone to see a, a psychiatrist? I'm like, no. Why? why? Why are you saying that? He goes like, I genuinely believe that you have like, severe anxiety or some sort of mm -hmm. something that is psychological and it's nothing to do because here's the report and he's like I strongly believe it is anxiety and if you ca if you'd like that I can prescribe you pills now wow okay and he's not a psychologist and I looked at him I'm like if you prescribe me these pills do I have another option he's like yeah you can go take care of yourself I looked at means, him and meaning Exactly. I looked at him. Um, I don't know what that means. I was 24, not educated, mm -hmm. educating myself. So I looked at him. I'm like, meaning, he said, just go nourish your brain. It's, it's quite vague, but okay. Vague. So yeah. I looked at him. I'm like, all right, thank you. And I left. Ever since then, I started actually starting really getting into... How do you treat anxiety, what it is? I didn't go to a psychologist or yeah. any kind of psychiatrist yet at the time. Um, but yeah, that's when it started. Okay. The journey of education. Well, I mean, in a way, there is some, there is some positive to it that these things or these points, I mean, if he must have given you a solution, at the, the, the answer that you wanted, maybe you would not be where you are right now, or at least... At least no, 100%. You know. In the whole journey until today, as painful as it may be or as painful as things may get or as confused or complicated as it may get, I'm always, always grateful and thankful for what I'm going through because it is teaching me a lot. It is helping me help others around me. And it's making me get through my own journey so yeah although it's tough it's at the other end there's a light so yeah, yeah. no no I, I i do get what you're saying and i i maybe can't relate the same experience that you had but i i feel sometimes i get i get super worried and super mm. um, super anxious and i i mean <laughs> me and alex were discussing what 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 is really anxiety what, what is it and and i get super worried sometimes and people tell me like 
Why do you get worried? What's the point of being worried? There's worrying is not even solving. You don't solve the problem when you're worried. So a lot of that, and I'm the type of person I bottle a lot, a lot mm. inside me. So I, I don't, and it comes out once, and and sometimes I have it, and I don't know what to say, or mm. I don't know what to do. So I just I'm trying to, yeah, I want to relate to to what you go, what you went through, and mm. um, it's just interesting to see that different side. Um, there's there's something that you said. <laughs> one harder question after the other. <laughs> Please go ahead. <laughs> there's there's something that you said actually. Um, it the sentence itself is quite inspiring and powerful. You said, "Loss has inspired me to create something to live for." <laughs> Explain that, please. I know there's. I know that it's uh, it's quite personal for you, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's quite impactful. I think, yeah. In in my life, uh, I have endured a lot of losses ever since I was young. I was I'm the type of person or human that is sensitive in a way where things that happen around me affect me internally. So ever since I was young, I've endured and seen loss, mm-hmm. whether it is loss of lost through death or loss of a friend or loss of whatever it is, it has been around me ever since I was young. And it's it kind of triggered the last bit of me when I lost my grandfather. My grandfather was someone that I highly looked up to. He was a man that was our best friend. We were not his grandchildren. We were his best friends. And we had a really tight bond with him. And each of us had a personal bond with him mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. So that was very beautiful of him to be that kind of grandfather. So when I had lost him, and because we, he was that, as a child, for some odd reason, I kind of thought he's like immortal. <laughs> we all had we Yeah, all had this. it was just yeah. this person. To me, this person, I never thought about him leaving like there was always yeah death exists because i've seen it i've i've seen yeah. it happen ever since i was little uh, my mom losing her uncle my mom losing her cousins or whatever it is it was there and i knew it existed but for me this man was immortal for some reason when i lost him i was pretty old to understand that he's not immortal obviously yeah. but it just triggers something inside of you that is like okay wow just stop pause wait a minute it's heavy you know it's heavy so that kind of got me to reevaluate everything in my life when I lost him when I saw my mother lose her father as well in that perspective as well so me losing my grandfather but also my mother losing her father it's a different it's a whole different kind of pain and and to me I'm overly I don't know if you you can put it that way, overly attached to my mother mm-hmm. um, in a sense where I kind of can feel her pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and her, through, through that time, it was really heavy to feel her pain. It was hard to be be able to, to witness that, you know, and knowing that one day I'm going to witness that. So yeah. the thought kind of spiraled from me losing my grandfather to my mom being in, her, in the perspective of losing her father and then back to one day this is going to happen to me. And it kind of just threw me off majorly. And 
this is the kind of loss that inspired me to create something for myself that that I want I want to live for it. I want to create something that I can be able to wake up every morning and and be able to inspire myself and everyone around me, you know? So that's where that came from. I think I think it's super powerful because you went to the lowest point you possibly could go and in a very dark place and I feel that you should you should see it in another way is that that is where you you shine properly and and you manage to just just Twist overcome it. it and I want you to, I know it was difficult to to talk about this but I wanted you to say this because I feel that what you're doing is is not just a source of inspiration but uh people don't like they feel that it's only that they go to this dark place and there's nothing that can come out of it or sometimes you're in a very good place and you're not creating anything or you're not producing something so uh i really want wanted to give this perspective to I you i believe that. like the most creative things the most inspiring motivating things come out of the darkest most painful places that's my true inner belief and there is there's so much healing that can happen through your pain if we just listen to the pain and what it's trying to tell us and why it's even there to begin with there is so much healing through that so i agree with you spoken like a true artist <laughs> What do you think, Alex? <laughs> I get the thumbs up, and we're like, "Okay, maybe tone it down a bit." And I'm like, "No, but I, I'm, I want, I want to, I wanted to give this perspective. I know that it wasn't easy, but um, no, it's fine. We can talk about anything here, <laughs> really. <laughs> we were just, we actually we were just talking about it earlier. It's like this is a safe space, but now like, but why do you have to say that it's safe? خلاص, it's it should be a given that it's a safe space. Exactly. And yeah, it's just you know. Um, But and this is uh, uh, it's maybe a nice uh, segue taken to to what do you think of uh, where you are right now <laughs> and like in the show doing the show what do you think of um, the name the name of the show uh, like nobody's famous what is that to you and, and, I like uh, it I really do I'll tell you why it becomes relatable when you see a podcast or something to watch that says nobody's famous. You kind of go and relate, you want to relate to it because it's true whether you're famous or you're not famous. You're not, you're not famous. You know, yeah. you're a human being. Yeah. So it kind of rips out the title. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that it, it kind of, it not kind of, it did. What you did is you called your podcast Nobody's Famous. And even if someone's famous on it, they're not famous. It stripped it down. Yeah. You just stripped down the title. And I love that. Yeah, it's, I'm such a I'm such a like a fanboy sometimes. I feel like in 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 your presence, like I I be honest with you. Actually, I was quite nervous before in the show. Why? But no, because it's like because no because you've done so much and and you're such a, a strong person in your own right. So I was like thinking, hmm. I, mean, I think I, mean, I ask this question. I ask this question. What's she gonna think? She just flipped the table on me or something. So no. I was like, no, because I felt I felt like, uh, I mean, I was you know doing a bit of research i was reading some articles and and uh there should be more like more stories like you should be told and 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 you you know you have you um you worked on yourself uh there's tough parts that you've been through and and yet you know you're a- as bubbly as they can be 
which is which is great and and uh, which is great and I, 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 yeah it's it's amazing and 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 I think that's um like so what you did with exhale that is that is uh was it did it come from your anxiety or is it was like you you saw mental health as a taboo topic and you're like okay let's try to uh it, change this it sparked because of my losses yeah. and my anxiety and my chaotic brain it's it's sparked from there and it sparked obviously because of the th- the anxiety that i had that kept spurring around and coming back and manifesting itself through panic attacks or pain or tears or whatever it may be and that's how it sparked and throughout the journey i worked so hard to get it to where it is today and i saw a pattern that mm-hmm. exhale is always blooming when i bloom exhale is always mm-hmm. sad when i'm sad yeah, yeah um i saw a pattern of people loving to see me speak about it me tell the story about it and i was kind of in the back i didn't want to i wanted it to speak for itself but then i kind of figured that i'm expecting a child to speak for himself or herself yeah. so how is that going to be possible so i started realizing there's a pattern of emotion you know in the brand that is very strong and relatable to all my pains so i always did my best to translate that not so heavily into the brand into the messaging of the brand and it started flourishing itself and healing me yeah i, I think I, i i agree because what what you're doing is you have something in your in your mind and once it's um created or it's you can see or you can feel you can touch it uh it, it triggers another type of emotion you're like oh, i did this you know yeah, there's a lot of time put into that 100% and 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 over the the, the years it started healing me in a way where I could focus on something I love, but at the same time focus on healing my pain through something I love. And yeah. that to me was was everything. And this is how it started flourishing through mental health because it's what it's doing to me, you know? Yeah. It's dealing with my mental health or mental wellness or flourishing that, you know what I mean? So I figured if we try to take that path even stronger i wanted to try to reach everyone else who's dealing with these things and relate to the, to it and maybe have this portal of healing where where it can be all a unified healing you know what i mean so i just really believe in the power of communication especially if someone is suffering from a certain kind of pain or a mental illness communication is really powerful that's what we're doing here Exactly. We're communicating about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's that's uh, one of the contexts of the of doing this show with you actually. And I, I like how you with with exhale what you said was one of the first things that you do is when you 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 see someone you probably judge them. You judge them because of what they're wearing mm. and that that's where you had maybe partially the idea to do it as a clothing brand. I mm. I really I really um, I really like that. But I, also I see it in a different way. Sometimes you might look and see someone and they might be wearing something that isn't that great or whatever but if you actually take the time maybe to to accept that person or maybe speak to that person you realize wow actually that they're great people yeah and yeah. i really like the way you 
you uh, you discuss and it's it's difficult I think it's difficult where where we are in the world and and, and where others are like um, in the West I feel mm. is people you know maybe there they don't judge as much as maybe what, what you wear here people judge more I find it quite interesting that you is is that is, has that always been like the message you were trying to convey that I mean when I started the brand I was trying to always look for something that can become a product to people that is tangible because at the end of the day I always say this kindness or help or all these things don't sell they're not tangible yeah, they don't sell they yeah. don't make you a living you can't sell kindness but you can sell laughter though right? <laughs> can you yeah you can well, sell Joker laughter well Joker did in a very different way <laughs> and topic off the rails I'm joking yeah. um so I tried to find a product that can that that, that I can merge this this kind of message into, mm-hmm. but also the product try to, to to reach everyone, to reach the mass, to be relatable to everyone, and of obviously we all need to wear clothes, so yeah. clothing works. But another another thing is that there was always the struggle to find comfort clothing that is meaningful. You know, that is meaningful, that says something meaningful, that relates to you on a bad day or a good day or a comfortable day or, you know. So I figured exhale can be that, you know, it can send its messages through that that stream and use clothing as a tool of communicating that kind of message. And yeah, this is what this is why I chose clothing. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah, yeah people yeah, yeah. judge people judge you from your first look. And it's not something bad. It's something it's human. It's, it's something human. Yeah. I mean, we all do it. We all look at something and directly have a thought. And it's on us to be aware about this yeah. thought and be like, okay, yeah, we should change that. No, I, yeah, this is this is true. And and uh, I like that you called it exhale as well. Um, I, I did go through something difficult in um, the end of like 2016. And... And one of the things I said to myself so I don't get stressed or something, I actually, I actually put it on my phone uh, like a reminder every day. And, and it's just, it's very simple. And it says, uh, be positive and breathe. So I just, it's just something I say to myself. And then even if I took an extra breath that day because of this random thing that I had on my phone, it actually, it actually will help. And that's where I, I wanted to put meditation into overdrive and, and do these types of things because I think it did, it did make a difference for me. The year before that, I, I was I was very stressed at work and I, I started that year doing meditation and actually did it did change things for me. So when you say exhale, uh, yeah, I understand. You you just let go of all these things that you've build, been building up in, inside and you just um, let it go. And it's, it's that 100%. simple. Yeah, she just exhaled. Yeah. <laughs> It's the simplest words, really, that can make the most powerful impact inside of us. Just the simple message of breathe is what got me through a lot of my panic attacks. Like, just yeah. the simple word, breathe. An ambulance would come and doctors and all that and everything. And the only word that would help me is when they tell me, literally, an ambulance... Um, one of the... The first responders are the, um, the, f- the... The paramedics. The paramedic, that's the word. That's what I was looking for. So one of the paramedics, he was trying to like call me, call my panic attack down one of the days. And he just actually came really close to my ear and he's like, listen, 
just listen to me. And, I, and, I, and suddenly my thought is all mm-hmm. with his voice, but my whole body is on seizure mode. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I completely forgot that my body's seizuring and my, my brain was focusing with his voice. He just came really close to my ear. He's like, listen, just listen. I looked, I'm like, what? Like, I'm seizuring. He goes like, breathe, just breathe. He's like, I want you to know your panic attack is because you're not breathing. And I'm like, what a ridiculous yeah. thing to say. What a different I'm perspective. I'm not breathing. Yeah. And then I realized I was breathing in a certain pattern that was not right for my body hence it was increasing the attack and that stayed with me and when I lost my grandfather that day I was actually alone and the only word that helped me deal with my panic attack on my own for the first time was that word now I'll breathe inhale exhale inhale exhale okay and I did it and although I lost my grandfather I woke up the next morning and what felt so much so proud of myself like did i just go through this huge impact in my life but did i have one panic attack with no one around me or beside me and i felt this kind of empowerment oh no wow i i should communicate that to everybody was it that powerful you know and i woke up the next day i'm like i have to tattoo this word exhale on my ribs and i went to the shop and i never tattooed (laughs) the thing on my ribs (laughs) But when I went back home, when I came here to Dubai, I was brainstorming what to do. Mm. And exhale was always on top of the paper, the word. Whatever I was going to do, whatever the business is going to be, it's going to be called exhale. Regardless of whether it was clothing. Whatever it is, I want it to be exhale because that word means so much to me. So, yeah. The impact. The 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 impact. No, it's... Yeah. No, I don't know. It's, It's. I love it. It's Thank really you. cool. I love it. Uh, and I actually, when I first uh, started to get, get to know you, um, it was through a common friend. It was uh, Rahaf, actually. Rahaf. Yeah. She <laughs> Hi, told me, Rahaf. you should interview her. So I'm like, <laughs> like yes, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I thought, I didn't think it was a clothing brand only. I thought it was like, a, uh, yeah, something like uh, maybe uh, like a group, focus group. Or, okay. Because um, I was looking, I was saying, I was looking at that uh uh, what's written in one of the t-shirts was I can't say on the show because we got a clean show so <laughs> so I can't say it but it was I was looking at it I was like okay that's really um, that's really nice it's just uh, uh, like a remembrance and uh, for, for things like that and so I thought it, I thought the, bra- the the word or like the, the brand that you created was not clothing I thought it was more than that I didn't see the and, clothes and, first. and I love that because it is it is more than that it is not first clothes mm-hmm. it is first the message that reaches you and then it's the clothes and I always want people to feel that as well when when people are wearing exhale I actually want them to feel naked I want them to feel like they're in their skin Mm. that this is something that's so relatable to me that wearing it I feel naked you know that comfortable doesn't matter what what, what that comfortable that relatable to me and and yeah my my stream of thought just left right now by the way can we can we can we move on please (laughs) rewind (laughs) Um, make sure they cut that out. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Okay, that's that's a very nice uh, conclusion to that that uh, <laughs> exhale exhale story. Uh, I noticed on on your Instagram yesterday actually you posted um, 
you posted that you you used to drum, used to play the drums, yeah. used to, uh, music, singing. I think something uh, you were singing and singing, you, drumming. Yeah, all this stuff. I'm like, painting. Uh, and and you were very like vocal, uh, painting as well. Yeah, you were very very vocal about it, saying like, oh, I I was suppressing these things, but خلاص now. <laughs> now I'm just <laughs> gotta bring it back, you know. And yeah. and I find this is um, this is like, new. This is new. It's new, and you're being honest about it, and which which is great. And um, it's part of the journey that I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. And what, so what's uh, what, what can we expect? <laughs> I have no idea what to expect myself. So <laughs> one woman band. I will. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Literally, you see the one edits of me show. playing piano, drums, and singing, and yeah. then it'll be a full song. The montage. That is something I have in mind. <laughs> Yeah, you should. I mean, <laughs> why you, not? Why not? I mean, uh, so I I found that post quite interesting. I'm like, yeah, that's it's something that we kind of experienced a bit on the show. Is um, I was talking to Alex a lot about this, and like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this, and then <laughs> I want to do everything. <laughs> I want to do the show. I want to. I want to get. I want to interview this person. I want to interview this, and then and then Alex. Like Alex is just there and he sees me just doing, just <laughs> chatting, 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 and then one day, it was my birthday actually, the like the 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 night before, and I was in a in a a, a pub in Beirut. Oh, now you know. And I was a <laughs> I was a pub in Beirut, and I saw a friend of mine, and um, he plays the guitar, and I was telling him. Um, Please, I mean, I want to. I'm trying to do this new show, and I want to interview you uh, because you know the show is called Nobody's Famous. It, just anybody, I want to interview anyone. And he's like, "What? What are you still doing? Like, why? Why you didn't start yet? And whatever." So I called Alex and I told him exactly this. I told him exactly what happened, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> but I don't remember if you gave me any reaction, but he was like, "Okay." Next day, he sends me a video. Uh, showing me all the stuff that he bought, he bought all the equipment, and he's like, "Khalas, do it now." I called your bluff. What are you gonna do now? And it was just the same way you experienced. Uh, it was like just the, the push, push, the push yeah. that I needed. And then we came back. I came back five days later. We did the first pilot episode. I was like, "God damn, this is good." Yeah, you know, was that's like, amazing. It's I, always, it always has to. You always have to take that first step. And your friend is right. You had something in mind, and this is what always sets us back. We want the perfect person to interview. We want the yeah, perfect time yeah. to do this. But there is no. You just have to start. And when you start, you will find when or who is the perfect person. When is the perfect time? The journey starts telling you things. Yeah, this is exactly yeah. what, what what even Alex told me. It's like analysis paralysis. And, and don't, like, it doesn't have to be perfect and stuff. So yeah. a lot of that... A lot of these things came up in in last year uh, when we were doing the show. So yeah, yeah, I, com- I completely, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, you like music though, as well. I right? love music. You love music, right? So much. <laughs> I, like I, so I noticed. Much. Uh, I noticed that you like music. Uh, there. W- okay. Let me ask you this question: uh, Who, in your opinion, is the the most underrated artist right now? Music artist, if you like. Mm. Be more specific. Uh, I don't know. I'm not like it's not that kind of party for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that kind. I mean, I love music as in I relate to it so much. There are mm-hmm. certain phases in my life where certain music would heal me, or certain music would 
allow me to get over certain thoughts and stuff like that. But I can't now go through who is underrated, yeah, overrated, yeah, okay. and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. We. We. Um, who do uh, you think is underrated? Me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, he's no longer underrated. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was thinking of uh, Khalid, but I think he, any, when he came onto the scene, he just blew up. So I don't, nice. I don't think there was a, any phase where he wasn't. And, okay. and again, like we have to, I, I think this question needs to be upgraded now for season two, because when we say underrated, mm. it sounds like if you're overrated, it's bad. Yeah. It's not kind of like what we meant what we mean is like underrated not very well yeah not known, well known or, and should be known yeah and should yeah. be known yeah i get you um yeah and I, i'll do my I, research and come back to you on yeah that no question. worries send us an email <laughs> <laughs> send you an email yeah, you can put um, it on your next episode <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly um yeah i think i think it, it's uh, it was just i think we have to upgrade upgrade that question it's a great question yeah. it's just i, I don't know mm. that's okay. all okay. <laughs> um Coming back to uh, a bit of the mental health, do you do you think that there's um, a relationship between social media and and mental health? Yeah, of course. Like when for I, me, at least. We we were discussing it, um, like in terms of, um, we were discussing it with my uh, other team member. Like, is it like there's positive effects to it and there's negative effects? But do you think that uh, like what do you think? Which one is outweighing the other? I think it's not. What, I think it's more about what we choose to do with it. I think it's more about how we balance our life using it. Um, a lot of times when I'm overusing social media, where a lot of my time throughout that day was on social media, and a lot of times I have to be there because I need to do my posts for exhale and a little research here and there, look for different arts, artists and artworks and stuff like that. So when that is the day and it happens, I kind of feel boggled in my head. There's a lot of like yep. uh, static, you know, and this is where I feel like there's a lot of, also there's a lot of notifications coming in, group chats and all that stuff. And, and they're great, you know, if you're balancing and you're having nice conversations and just setting it aside. When it's aside, it's aside and you don't, and you respect that time. Then I think it's a nice, it's, it's great, but it's all about balance. Okay, cool. There, yeah. yeah. No, I, it's, I, I agree as well. And um, I feel like it, it, because there is that paradox, like you're using your brand uh, and the message to convey it through social media. And yeah. Some, some people uh, on social media just, uh, you know, overall they look, especially like with Instagram nowadays, you look and you see these amazing lives and you have to compare yourself. Compare yourself. And I'm one of those people. I just I compare so much in my head. And it's really? just so, yeah, it's so bad. Because I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing something like this. Yeah. Now I should be doing this. And it, it's just... Yeah, and there's a constant chatter in your head where you're not doing enough. And yeah. this is where self-sabotage comes in and all that. Yeah, I I, I relate to that. I could... I, I no longer relate to that. Um, I, I solely use my social media for inspiration, motivation, um, my business... Um, I try my best that when I'm going through stories or whatever it is, I don't consume too much of that. Yeah, I don't consume too much of that. I choose who to see, what to see. Yeah. 
not because I like one more than the other. It's just I really want to minimize my time yeah. doing these things, yeah. and I want to refrain myself from reaching this kind of comparison. And if anything, I've I've came to realize that there's nothing to compare yourself to, if this makes sense. No matter who's living what life, there's really nothing for you to compare because at the end of the day, you're you're just the same as this person, except you're on a different journey, doing yeah, different, different choices. Yeah, different circumstances. You're eventually gonna be where that person is if it's for the better, and you're eventually probably have passed something that has been worse for someone else or will pass. So we're just really on the same journey, except you're gonna experience it later or before or whatever yeah. it is, you know? So if you have that kind of mentality, it, you would, you would, look at their stories or lives and be like that's awesome okay, for them great, yeah, no great. that's awesome mm -hmm. for them and I, and genuinely feel the happiness from your heart that this person is experiencing something as beautiful as this experience and try to i try to look at it as how can i be inspired through that you know i always try to have this kind of perspective of ah oh, this is amazing i don't wish it was me i just mm. want to see how yeah. i can get inspired from that you know what i mean and yeah, I think that's a better perspective to just put yourself in. Yeah, I, I believe you can compare to something and that's like yourself only. 100%. And, uh, Your previous self? Yeah, previous self. And, and um, I experienced that a lot in, in, in my life when, when I first started working um, in 2010 and then where I was in 2014. Those are different times in my life. I always compare myself to then mm. and... and the way I see it is as long as you're comparing yourself to where you were before and you're better now, it's enough. Yeah. I think I think it's enough. And I, don't I think believe so too. I mean, it's always good to reevaluate yourself and to see where you reached on your journey and what needs to get better. Yeah. Yeah. So, Noel, uh, two, two more things. Hmm. Uh, you are a woman of challenges. You've, you've overcome a lot of challenges. Uh, what is the next challenge for you? if you know what it is. <laughs> so I'm on this journey where I really want to break all my fears. I'm looking for them. All of them? All of them. Kullohum. All of them. Not keeping one? Not okay. one. I'm, when I'm done, I look for more. Great. And I dig more. Great. <laughs> and I try to see where, where is it hiding? Because I don't want you to come one day and manifest through something. Mm. Or I just want to understand now everything. Now all you're afraid of, bring it up and let's face it. I've been through something recently in my life that kind of opened that door. Mm. Where I said something, dealt with something. And the door kind of opened that all my fears kind of surfaced at once and it was really difficult really really difficult to deal with but but I'm embracing it and I love it because I want to eliminate every single fear living inside of me or has been living inside of me and manifesting itself inside of me so at the moment this is my challenge and my journey internally Externally. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of challenges in one, by the way, just yeah. to let you know. Um, um, <laughs> what is your challenge? 
my challenge yeah. actually that was going to be my next question it's like what's your question to me but okay yeah. but what's my, what's my challenge oh my god um i don't know it's a tough question to answer um there was a point in my life where i didn't know what i was good at mm. i didn't know like i didn't have uh like i was like okay i'm good at like i can work hard on this and um i like this but i'm not successful in that like i'm i like video games a lot and i i couldn't like i can't you know it's, it's going to take me too long to be successful there um nothing i was going to do is going to be uh extremely unique uh so i had this challenge of finding out what was what am i really good at that someone I mean again I don't want somebody else to mm. to have this judgment of that it's it's their judgment and then I'll be oh great yeah but uh, I felt this challenge like what what am I good at and then I found out it's it's um it's voice over uh, or at least voice acting these kinds of things and I said to myself okay this is something that I own and I was looking for whatever it is I was looking for I was looking all around it was I was looking for something external mm. like I'm good at doing this or I'm good at doing this or I'm good at this job or this job mm. and I realized that um that was I overcame the challenge when I realized what I was looking for was it was internal. literally right there yeah it was right there I just had to listen to myself yeah and be confident that what I'm saying will make someone go wow so I was like yeah you know it's all uh, about that and I was like Okay, there it is. So that that was that was a big challenge for me. But my upcoming challenges? <laughs> Tell me one. I don't know. Upcoming challenges. I think I think uh this is a tough question for me because I actually don't I I just take them as they go. I don't yeah. I don't really think that something is going to come up or yeah. I I think I think a challenge but it's something that I would relish is probably raising a family. Yeah. I wouldn't see it as a challenge. I see it as a challenge, but I feel that this is my your next my next step. Yeah. Awesome. Step. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um do you have any other questions for me? You you you, you jumped me on that one. <laughs> I was like <laughs> That's oh, your next question. That was my next question. <laughs> Another question for you. You can cut the show now, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> cut it before she hits me. Um What was what was your turning point in your life? Turning point. What was the internal turning point? <laughs> wow, this is like what, <laughs> it's just hitting each other so harder. <laughs> this, um Oh my god. I don't know. I think I was uh when I was in Spain, I I studied in Spain for a year. When I was there, I think that was uh, like I was super broken down from uh, like a relationship, and it was just just everything came over at the same time, and I, I was I was so I was so like just uh, really hurt, and 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 I was um, fragile. Uh, I was very fragile, and and again, this anxiety thing would come up, and I was just so like. How did your anxiety manifest itself? I I don't know if it was actually anxiety but I would get so worried like I start building scenarios in my head like oh my god I'm going to be like this I'm going to be like this what am I going to do what am I going to do and and I was alone I was alone because uh, I was I was I was there in Spain like okay I was living alone so that amplified mm. all the pain mm. because I didn't really have like 
okay, I used to speak to my mom, but my mom is, she's in Abu Dhabi. She's not in Madrid with me. Mm. So I'm there and the pain would amplify and I'll be alone. And I just have all these thoughts and they just, so then the turning point was, it was a couple of days that I was feeling like this. The turning point was, I said to myself, you know what? Ali, are you gonna stay? Are you gonna stay being sad and and just crying? And I was literally crying in a corner, just crying. And uh, wallah, anything like that. I was crying in a corner, um, and I was super super sad. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna ask this person out, like another person. I'm gonna ask this person out, and I'm gonna. خلاص, this is it. I'm. This is the turning point. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be happy. Forget it. You know, that was that was a big turning point for me. I was like, I just said to myself, like, I cannot be like this. Yeah. And um, it's not fair for me because that's not who I am. It was always something external that affects me. And um, yeah, naturally, I, I know that I, I try to be um, a happy person and, and um, say, okay, that's a challenge, but I can do it. You know, I'll work hard. I'll make it happen. And uh, that was one of those points I said, I'm not, why am I supposed to be like this? I shouldn't be like this. And I, I accepted this yeah, thing internally. Yeah. And, I just, and, uh, and I'm glad that you can actually sit here and talk about, as a man, not to bring up any sexism right now, yeah. and talk about your tears. Yeah. To I, be honest, that is applaudable. Because a lot of, again, if we want to go back to stigma, it's not something a lot of men talk about. And yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to see you talk about your tears and that you cried in a little corner yeah, and yeah. you were fragile in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the laugh about give it us now. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give us of more course. details. <laughs> yeah, it was it was in the kitchen. I tell you, that's great. I mean, really, it's good to talk about it now and laugh yeah. about it. Yeah. And, no, that's. And, I'm glad you asked that question. And it normalizes the, that you cried in a kitchen in the corner on your own. <laughs> it's normal. Yeah. In Madrid. It's human. In Madrid. <laughs> in Madrid. In the fourth floor in of that apartment. <laughs> fourth was, uh, four was... Was it the fourth floor? No. It, it was the second floor. I remember. Well, yeah. it normalizes it. That's what I'm... Not normalizes it. It makes you more human. No, I completely I always agree. say... When people talk about their emotions and their feelings, you become more human. As human beings, we are judging ourselves and each other 24-7 on such a speed that the more you don't speak about your emotions, the more the story that we're telling ourselves about ourselves or about the people in front of us is true. But the more you tell me about your emotions and your stories and your tears, the more you become human to me and the more everything in my mind demolishes. The, the oh, he's probably like this or he's probably like... It demolishes it completely. And I wish people would truly understand the power of communication, the power of telling speaking about your tears your emotions what hurt you what didn't it's not about oh why do we have to always talk about depressing things or deep things it's not about that it's about i'm human you're human and we're all secretly in pain sometimes we can talk about it yeah. you know yeah and then laugh about it yeah exactly <laughs> right exactly i mean i i try my try my best to laugh about to laugh at myself um yeah. what a great ending uh, thank no you one. for having me and thank you to hope 
for bringing us yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Shout out to, to Rahaf, by the way. <laughs> uh, you will be next. <laughs> Imagine. We can see you. Yeah. In a warehouse somewhere far, far away. <laughs> Truly, by the way. He's yeah. not joking. He's like going around in circles. Like, where's the show? I'm Where? like, hey, I'm around, but in circles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where she are was, you? Yeah. I, I was actually dreading that specific moment that, that she's like, oh, no, no, no. Me. And, like, and I saw the message. I'm like, I was okay, actually, she's a bit like, fine. okay, it's fine. She's like, I'm around, but I'm in circles. Like, okay. Yeah, around them in circles. But actually, I was rapping to Eminem. It's completely fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was happy. Okay, fine. Okay, great. <laughs> the longer it took, the better for my rap. <laughs> yeah. Okay, nice. And when you arrived to the warehouse, like, you oh, lowered shit, the volume. I can't hear this stuff. <laughs> lowered the volume so you can focus. Yeah, 100%. Um, what an Arab thing. Anyway. Um, thank you for having me, Ali. It, it's been a pleasure. Um, uh, really, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, Alex. Again, thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a pleasure on the Nobody's Famous podcast. Uh, thank you for everyone for who tuned in. You can find us on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. I was like, ain't nobody famous. Ain't nobody famous. Uh, she's like doing the, she's doing our jingle, our, our exit jingle at the end. Um, ain't nobody famous. Ain't and, nobody famous. And you can find us on YouTube. And uh, please don't watch us while driving. Listen to us. We'll be with you all the way. Signing off.